This is what power looks like when it crumbles. Check out this tweet on my most awesome Twitter profile, Colin Stuckert. The more incumbent power structures crumble, the more ridiculous they look. Here are some examples. Silicon Valley, the US government, most democratic free governments, MSM, which is mainstream media, medical cartel, celebrities, mask and vax propaganda, the entire status quo. And that's why I now enjoy seeing all the absurdity. Bye-bye. And then I got a clip here from that famous scene. Look at this. We got Mike Myers. We, I think, is, is that Helen Hunt? Or I forget her name. And then we got Chris Farley right behind. I mean, this was like the heyday of comedy. What happened? Actually, now that I think about it, it's like WTF happened in 1971. We went off the gold standard and the craziness of the world happened. And a lot of writers and Bitcoiners attribute that to the fiat standard and how everything became distorted and how we got like crappy art and we got crappy entertainment and crappy Hollywood. And now everything's about like virtue signaling this and race and all this other bullshit. I've thought about it the past few years. Where are the funny people? Where is the real comedy? Nothing. Almost nobody that puts out content on a daily basis nowadays makes me laugh. Like I just can't find it. And of course I'm becoming old and cynical. I almost said senile, but I'm definitely not senile. Uh, You know, old at 36, feeling like you're out of touch with reality is, I mean, I guess it's good because like being out of touch with a broken, destructive, sick, brainwashed, sheeple-like reality, I do want to be out of touch with that. But here's the thing. We're going from peak centralization to decentralization. This is what happens throughout history. There's cycles. Some call it the fourth turning, the great reset. I mean, the great reset, that's another thing, but it is a form of a reset because we go to peak centralization and you have this big power structure up here where it's a big government or like the Roman empire or whatever, and then it collapses, right? And then there's that, where's that? Let me find that one. Weak men create bad times picture. Picture, there we go. The engines of cyclical history. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. This makes a lot of sense if you actually think about it. So hard times, you know, right after World War II is what we had. We had strong men coming out of the army, coming back to America. We were a uh, manufacturing superpower and we created prosperity and that was great. And then we created abundance so that the next generation was born into abundance never been in a fight in their life, never seen experience or death up front, were basically born into a soft environment. And then they grew up and had their own ideas about the world, or you could say lack of good ideas about the world. And they created then policies and perspectives and a cultural narrative that was based on softness and it wasn't based on reality. And then those people and their ideas, the boomer generation, created what we see today, which we're going through like another cycle with the next generation, but it's the same thing. It's like craziness and craziness from softness that then leads to eventually collapse. We haven't got to that collapse just yet, but you could probably say within the next 10 and 20 years, we're going to get there. And then from that is going to be a lot of hardship we're going to have to deal with. From that collapse and that hardness, strong men and women are going to come out and be the leaders of the next generation or setting or movement or whatever. And then they're going to create abundance from learning by living through it. And then their children hopefully will maybe like maintain that or maybe they won't. It kind of depends. And then they'll create those good times that will have kids come out of that. And then those kids will grow up in softness and then the cycle repeats. The one difference here though, Why I think this is actually pivotal fork for humanity is Bitcoin and the internet, okay? We have decentralized communication and decentralized information, meaning you can't put it back on a box, you can't censor, you can't control it. This is the first time in history we've been able to do this. The internet has created this. Already, this is so revolutionary. Our species doesn't even really have an idea of what it means. We haven't even seen the full effects of it. 
in a historical context, we can't really fathom the future implications because we don't have enough time. We just haven't seen it enough, right? Bitcoin's the next thing. Bitcoin, which was made possible by the internet and peer-to-peer transactions, is probably more important because what it has finally done is it has finally separated humanity from money. Because even gold, gold for 2,000 years was the strongest form of money. The market converged on it. And then nation states and city states and whatever, they hoarded it and now they control it. And they, they, you know, they've been pulling out of circulation and they, some places have laws around it and where you can sell it and move it, whatever. It's very expensive to move. It's very expensive. Like there's a lot of problems with gold. Bitcoin is potentially a million times better than gold in every way, especially as it pertains to money. And that's mostly because you can't steal it from somebody and governments can't control it. Gold, you can always steal from somebody which actually is what every war in the history of mankind has been based on. It's been based on territory and acquiring resources. That's why they say Bitcoin demonetizes violence because it makes it so that like you could, you know, blow up a city, but you're not getting their Bitcoin because actually if you kill everybody, then their pass phrase goes and then you don't get the Bitcoin. So it doesn't really give you incentive to do that. You're better off cooperating, right? So it demonetizes violence, but it also makes it so that governments, no matter how big and powerful and how many guns and nukes they have, They can't control the money supply and they can't just make more Bitcoin, which is what they've done with the US dollar. They control the dollar and then they create more of it, which creates inflation and they push that inflation off onto humanity. It is organized theft. It's the greatest crime perpetuated on a daily basis that the world has ever seen. And quite literally 99%, I believe it's the 99, it might be like 98% of the population of planet earth has no idea what it is. That's what's so crazy about this. Most people, and I say most humans, not most Americans, not most this, that, literally the the large overwhelming percentage of humanity has no idea what inflation is or what fiat means or any of that or how the system works. Yet they, most people engage in using those dollars or seeking them out in one way or another on a daily basis. It's the thing they use and some use to define their entire lives and they don't even know how it works. And they don't even know how they're stolen from every single day. The Federal Reserve, which is not federal at all, it's a private bank. Every day that they print more money by tapping numbers on a keyboard and entering a trillion here and a billion there and then giving to this banker and that buddy, whatever. They have no understanding as how that is theft. It is counterfeiting. They are counterfeiting dollars by making more of them. Because when you counterfeit something, you increase the supply of it. What that does is it lowers the value of all of it. If you have $100 and there's a 10% inflation rate, you now have about $90 in purchasing power. And if that 10% inflation rate stays the same for the next year and the next year, you have 80% and then you have maybe 70, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you keep your dollars in your bank account and they just sit there and inflation keeps going on, which it is, and it won't stop, we know this, then the US government, or I mean, I guess the Fed, let's just say the Fed, the government, whatever. Every time they're printing more money They're stealing out of your pocket. I can't belabor this point enough because it really takes a long time to understand this. And then you kind of reach this epiphany where, okay, I get that. I get how it's theft without actually reaching in my pocket. It's a sneaky theft. It's thieving, thievery. It's where they're taking out of my pocket by creating more of it and controlling it in a way, manipulating it in a way where then my dollars are worth less money and they will buy me less products and services. So they're not going into my bank account or my pocket, but they are actually going into my bank account or my pocket because they're making what I have worth less. It is theft. When you reach that epiphany, 
then you get really pissed off because you're like, how is this going on? And how is this legal? And how is nobody even talking about it? And then hopefully from there, it spurs you to action. And then you look into Bitcoin and you're like, wow, okay. So Bitcoin makes this much sense for all these reasons that it does. It's a lot of reasons. It's not just inflation. The inflation use case or the, you know, the Bitcoin solution to inflation in this way becomes the strongest compelling selling point. That's what it was for me. Came into some money in 2020. I had to put it somewhere. I was concerned that the government just printed trillions of dollars for COVID stimulus. I didn't want cash in my bank account. Like that's a major risk. I already had some gold and silver and I had a little bit of Bitcoin, but then I kind of dived more into it. And I was like, wow, at this point, Bitcoin's actually the only answer, especially when I learned some of the problems of gold and silver. And now I am full-blown, mostly invested in Bitcoin. I don't even want to say invested. It's just where I store, it's like my own personal bank accounts where I store my wealth. And of course it's a multi-sig solution. So nobody can get to it. I can't even get to it. It's locked up. It's fascinating when you see that light and you actually take your financial sovereignty in your own hands. So that's why like in a way inflation is good, even though it's actually very destructive and it, it sucks. I wish it, I wish we didn't need Bitcoin for this reason, but we do. Inflation is going to move people to Bitcoin when they want to protect their financial earning uh, power and their spending power and everything they've earned to this point. They don't want to be stolen from. You don't want to wake up tomorrow and be able to spend only 90 of your $100 and then maybe less the next day and so on and so forth. It's literally a parasitic, toxic removal of value from humanity. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's mind boggling that nobody knows about it or talks about it. Just, just makes me sick. So uh, I don't remember what the tweet was. What were we talking about here? This was a tweet. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, consolidated power structures crumbling. And I guess, you know, because each one of these could be its own video. This is just one example. It's when the money goes, the US government's going to go. I promise you that. It's going to have to either drastically shrink or it's going to implode on itself because people won't be willing to give up power, which is probably what's going to happen or maybe some combination of the both. And the money is a perfect example. Because the fiat dollars are eroding away, we're moving to, to hyperinflation because they keep printing so much of it. The government is you know, continually trying to clamp down and do all these just ridiculous measures in the name of safety or whatever. And it's just like whatever other government in the history of the world has ever done. It's They try to get more and more power to preserve their power in their position. And the more a technology or an awareness of an idea gets spread through the population, the more revolution bubbles and the more people kind of say, no, enough's enough. I'm not playing that game anymore. The more they lose their power. So the more the mainstream media has lost its effectiveness and has lost its credibility, the more ridiculous they become. We've already seen this. Big farmers going to go that way. Mainstream media has gone that way. The government's going to go that way. When the money loses its luster, when the money really gets exposed and the emperor has no clothes, we're going to see a mass exodus to Bitcoin. Uh, and of course, other things like real estate and, and, and gold and precious, precious metals and even stocks. You know, Some people at this point are using used cars as an inflation hedge. They're buying a used car and then they take it back to the dealer like months later and the dealer is willing to buy it from them for even more than they spent because they know they could turn around and sell for even more. It's kind of crazy. But that's what you get when the money is controlled. You get a backwards kooky world, clown world. That's why Netflix and all these Hollywood studios and their virtue signaling nonsense and they're putting out just drivel of content, no, like terrible movies and videos and, and shows as they lose more power to YouTube stars and maybe creators like me or just anybody that can go on with the mic and create something that takes some of your attention and some of your time for a little bit. That is a threat. That is competition to 
the mainstream, anything, the mainstream media, the mainstream Hollywood, mainstream movies, uh, celebrities, as all of these people and their power structure and their reach has been threatened, they've become more clownish in their efforts to maintain that grip. So that's why I love it. Every single day, I've completely changed my mind. Every single day that I see craziness come out, I'm seeing like another hole in the hull of the ship, the big mainstream ship that just plugging along, that unsinkable ship like the Titanic that they said would never sink. And then hole after hole after hole after hole, every little hole represents more of a ridiculous thing they are doing or saying or whatever. And as more of those holes come about, we know what happens. The ship will eventually sink. (laughs) So when I see more craziness, what we're seeing and what we're witnessing in real time is a mainstream ship sinking a little bit more. And as anything that's taking on water, it's not a matter of if it's going to sink or not. It's a matter of when. When enough water is inside the hull of that ship, it will eventually, it will, I guess, displace oxygen or air. And it's actually really cool, the physics of ships and how they float. It's amazing that we can have like a cruise ship on water. It's actually mind boggling. But there's a certain tipping point where if enough water enters into that and the weight can't compensate by having enough uh, like air above in certain areas, then the ship sinks. That's why the hull has to be protected because it's very precarious when you start taking water on. And if you look at mainstream media, if you look at the government, if you look at their hyperinflation and their their spending, they just want to like spend and spend and spend. And now they're crazy ta- um, proposed tax hikes. It's a sign of the end. I just hope you're going to be prepared. Buy Bitcoin. Use Swan Bitcoin. SwanBitcoin.com slash Colin Stuckert. That's how I buy and I dollar cost average in. So I'm buying daily. I get all the dips and all the highs. It's the easiest way to set it and forget it. And if you don't have some backup food, if you don't have uh, backup water, gas, propane, things like that, I would recommend getting some. That's going to be for today. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co every other day full of ideas like this and more, as well as amazing content to help you be a better human. Think for yourself, look for yourself, take your health, your finances, and everything into your own hands rather than outsourcing it to people that profit from your lack of flourishing. I'll see you in the next one.